Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. We'll get down to the word now, to the meat of the day. Okay. Uh, I know it's Christmas. People want to expect a Christmas message or everything leading to Christmas. But I'm not talking about Christmas. Who's an athlete here? Who runs? Oh, okay, Josh. Hey, Pastor Franklin, you run. <laughs> oh, you used to run. Which one? Used to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And um, as athletes, do you know the best record for 4 by 100 meters, really? Does anybody know? What year? 4 by 1. 44 seconds? No, no, no. It's too low. Just slightly below 37. Just slightly below 37. But what it is is, let's watch the race. I want us to watch the race. And uh, you might not have audio, but just watch it. Uh, if you have missed it, I know you must have watched it before. Uh, sister, can you just project that, please, for me? Just watch it. And just observe. Okay. I think the IT is also acting up. Are we there? Okay. All right. All right, let's just, uh, I think we'll just take our text. Uh, our text, I'll get one of our young politicians to read this text from 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. Can you give him the microphone, please? Daniel Ogusakin. Okay, he has the microphone. You know, when I say young politician, you must have missed it on Saturday. <laughs> if you didn't see him acting as a politician on that day, and his drama. He had a very strong voice, so please read. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1 to 17. Please open your Bibles as we read. The video will come back later. They'll sort it out, but just follow, please. Follow the Word of God as we try to... Okay, hold on a second. Okay, all right. Finally, that is the race we're talking about, okay? Now, just watch that. <laughs> okay, let's just read the scripture. All right, Daniel, please stand up and read for us, please. Go ahead and read for us. 2 Kings 2. Verse 1 to 17. And it came to pass, when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilagal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me unto Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now, the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now, the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me to, onto the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not allow you to leave. I will not leave you. So, the two of them went on, and fifty men of the sons of the prophet went and stood facing them at a distance, while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water, and it was divided this way and that. So 
the two of them crossed over on the dry ground. And so it was, when they had ha crossed over, that Elisha, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elisha said, Please, let a double portion of your spirit pour upon me. So he said, You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened, as they continued on and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with a horses of fire that separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind, in, whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He took up the mountain, mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also struck the water, it was divided this way and that way. And Elisha crossed over. Now, when the sons of the prophets who were from Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. And they said to him, Look now, there are fifty strong men with your servants. Please let them go and search for your master. Lest perhaps the spirit of the Lord has taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or in some valley. And he said, You shall not send anyone. But when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, Send them. Therefore, they sent fifty men and searched for three days, but did not find him. Continue to 18, please, uh, Daniel. And when they came back to him, for he had stayed in Jericho, he said to them, Did I not say to you, do not go? Thank you so much, Daniel. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. So let's just watch our clip before I just continue where I am. Are we okay? Okay. Okay. All right. I think we'll just, we'll just leave, it, leave it at that, okay? Now, that was the famous race at 4 by 100 meters relay. And that was done in London Olympics 2012, okay? And that was when the Jamaican team made a record of about 36 point something seconds. Now, if you watch that race and see what happened in that race, what was the most important leg of that race? Because you know we have four legs. The final. And what do you call the final leg? The anchor. I think that's my son's voice. I can hear it from there. Anchor, isn't it? That's the anchor. That's the person that is finishing. And who's the person that was finishing? Usain Bolt. Okay? Now, in that race, there are, two, there are two positions. Anchor is important, but which other one is also very important? The person that starts. Because if the person that starts wastes time, you might not be able to catch up. Am I, am I sure? Now, if you watch that race, the third leg had someone called Johan Blake. Okay? Johan Blake kept, gathered momentum, he gathered speed, and he passed it on to Hussein Bolt. The Americans were on par with Hussein Bolt at that 100 meter start. They were together. Okay? But what happens to Hussein Bolt? He started stretching, he started showing who he was, isn't it? In that, what? The time he crossed it, they made a new world record, and there was almost a yard ahead of it. 
Now, what are we talking about today? Okay? It's bringing me back to my message. And my message for me is towards the end of the year, we're finishing and starting strong. Talking about finishing and starting strong. Okay? We're in December. We're finishing. We have examples of people that finish well in the Bible. Okay? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Job, isn't it? Jesus Christ himself, Ruth, Caleb, even the thief on the cross finished well. Am I together? So, in today's scripture, you'll be surprised why I'm picking Elisha and Elijah. Okay? In that story, two people finished, and one person was starting. Does that sound strange? Two people were finishing, one was starting. Elijah was finishing permanently. Are we together? He was going to heaven. A typical example is our dad that passed away two weeks ago, Brother Jignesh's dad. He finished well. He finished in Christ. He has finished permanently here. Isn't it? But we know where he is. Okay? Now, what is Elisha finishing? Why do you think Elisha is finishing also? Elisha is finishing his apprenticeship. Okay? He's finishing his apprenticeship because if Elijah is going, Elisha has been learning from Elijah. He's finishing his apprenticeship. But who's all start starting? Elisha is also starting his own prophetic ministry. Alright? So that's why I say finishing strong and also starting strong. Are we together? Are we on the same page? Alright? And now, you'll find out in that story, as Elisha, as Elisha was finishing one part, he was picking up another part. Okay? So we want to look at those interfaces, what we have. And we're going to take it on the part about finishing strong and starting strong together. Now, I just have a few slides and I'm going to go through. How to finish strong? What the end part of the year? How are you going to finish this year? How are you going to finish this year? Have you considered that? How many more years? Okay, if I ask you how many days Christmas, most of you can tell me. How many days to 31st? How are you going to finish this year? We need to finish this year strong in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, the first thing for us, for you to finish strong, you need to revisit your past journeys and your victories. That's number one. Revisit your past journeys and victories. Are we together? When Elijah was about finishing, where did he go to? He went to Gilgal. Okay? A place where God used that place as a place of separation. Are we together? From Gilgal, he went to Bethel, the house of God, where Jacob met God. Are we together? And then from there, he went to Jericho. Jericho stands as a place where people went out by faith and they got their victory. From there, he went to the Jordan. The Jordan, the two events, crossing of the Red Sea and even crossing of the Justice, is like you moving from the old man to the new place, from, from death to resurrection. Now, he moved around all those places. Sometimes he was encouraging people, but at the same time, he was relieving what God has done for him this year. What has God done for you this year? Hallelujah. Have you thought about it? What victories have you obtained this year from God? I'll give you my own story. This time last year, someone was recruited to replace me from the back door. Am I correct? 
this time last year, it was looking the next one month or two months, I won't be in a job because of office politics. But where am I today? I'm still standing here strong. The person came, reported to me, and he was also relieved from the company. That's a victory that I won. What victory have you won? We come to church 52 days a week. <laughs> what has God taught you from these services? Hallelujah. This is a teaser. This is my seventh sermon by the grace of God this year. I've done six before. Now, just to see whether we're paying attention, can someone mention three and what you have gotten from the three? Three topics this year. Who? Someone just raise up his hand quickly. Sister Janice, I think this is the first person I said. Okay. Sorry? Gates. Okay. Gates, doors, and keys. Okay. Three? I want someone that will make me three. Stagnation? Colonia? Someone mentioned Colonia? Sister Bagia, okay. Let me try it. Main three. Complete. Power of speaking positively, okay. Power of speaking positively, okay. Second. Who can be in three? <laughs> There's six, I just said three. Three in a row. Just mention the six messages, but can, can mention three. Hmm? Yeah? Three, can you do three? Three. Okay, I think since Janice mentioned the most, and uh, I will have a gift for her. Sister Janice can have this. Come up and have it, please. Now, um, what I'm trying to say is this. Thank you, sister. God bless you. Now, what I'm trying to say is this. This is just a token. But what I'm trying to say, when you come to church, what God reveals to you, you need to write it down. Because that's what you go back to in the year and you'll be able to finish strong. What has God said concerning this year about you? You must have come to church. You must have gotten a word. But the word will leave if you don't write it down, if you don't pen it down. That is where God gives you the promises that you require. I read together. Sometimes you can say, oh, I'll just absorb it. It will go. But when God speaks to you, you need to write it down. You need to remember what God has told in everywhere you have met. Not only the church, any meeting we have. And that is what Elijah was doing. So revisit your past journey this year. Where are your victories? Number two, you need to limit your distractions. Okay? Number two, limit your distractions. We're going into a season of Christmas. So many things are here and there. In fact, I'm so busy that sometimes I even wonder what activities I need to do. I tend to forget it. I can remember I was talking to somebody, one of my friends, and I would just say, oh, I didn't see you in this program. He just said, oh, I forgot there were so many activities. That is what's happening towards Christmas. If you notice in verse 3b and 5b, okay, when Elisha was following Elijah, they were saying, oh, do you know your master is going to be taken away from you today? What did Elisha tell them? What did he say? He told them to what? Keep quiet. There are scenarios you have to say keep quiet in your life. Towards this year, there are certain things you have to close your eyes to and close your head to because of what God has told you. Keep quiet. 
It was a method for Elisha to be distracted. Elisha knew. Elisha knew that Elijah was going to be taken up. But he didn't want to get distracted from finishing his apprenticeship very well. In those days, God used to speak to prophets, isn't it? So everybody knew what was happening. That's why those prophets knew that Elijah was going to be taken away on that day. What are the distractions you have in this life? What are the distractions you're having? Now you can really look at it as seasonal. Maybe I'm trying to finish this year. Next year, if the Lord does not come, it's a new season, isn't it? Sometimes you might even be relocating from this place. You might be moving abroad. You're finishing Oman. You're going to go and start somewhere new. What distractions are you having? During the play on, on um, uh, Saturday, there was a play on social media, isn't it? TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and whatnot, isn't it? Are those things described... Are those things distracting you from finishing well this year? We have to remain focused as the year runs out. We have to look what are the things that we need God to complete for us. Children, some of you are writing exams. Am I correct? If you're going to be writing exams, raise up your hands, please. Or you're going to be writing exams. Yes. This is a time to focus. Don't have distractions. If you go to verse 2, 4 and 6, there's something that happened there. Verse 2, 4 and 6. What was the common things of verse 2, 4 and 6? Verse 2, 4 and 6. What were the common themes there of the passage that we heard? Verse 2, 4 and 6. Can you read them, uh, uh, Daniel? Just, just read them. Verse 2, 4 and 6. Read them again. Verse 2. And Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here, for the Lord has set me far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So you. they went down to Bethel. Thank you so much. As the Lord lives, as the Lord lives, I will not leave you. That brings to the third point. Hold on to God for you to finish. You need to hold on to God. Elisha held on to Elijah. As the Lord finishes, at every point in time, watch this. Elijah was saying, stay. Are you together? That was his master. That was his mentor. But as the Lord lives, I'm not going to leave you. Because he knew what he wanted to get. As the Lord lives, as the air runs up, God, I'm going to hold on to you. I'm not letting go of you. What you have promised in January... February, March, April, I'm holding on to you until it comes to past. Is someone here with me, please? You might not see it happening now. It's not impossible for it to happen this year. God will do it. But you need to hold on to him. He has promised it will come to pass. Elisha did that. Imagine if Elisha had stayed. Imagine what happened if Elisha had listened to Elijah and stayed. His blessings will now be complete. Are we together? And that's why in verse 11 to 16, when he was able to look up, he saw that and that blessing came up. And that reminds me of a verse in the Bible that says we need to look up to who? To Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. 
It was no coincidence. It was no coincidence. When Elijah said, if you see me when I'm departing, so shall it be to you. Isn't it? That signifies you have to look up. You have to look. That's part of holding on to Jesus. Sometimes we're looking into men. We're looking to our bosses. We're looking to various people in the office. No. We're looking up to God. You do not be wary. You cannot afford to be wary. Four by one, yes, is a short length. But imagine the 100 meters single for everybody. If you saw what Hussein Bolt did in the 100 meters, he was gaining more momentum as he was finishing. He wasn't wary at the end. If it's a marathon, yes, you can understand that. But 100 meters, somebody that's gaining more momentum as he goes, that's the momentum we should cross the finish line this year. Hallelujah. Are we together? Isaiah 35, 3-4 says, Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful, hearted, Be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. That's the word for someone today in the mighty name of Jesus. God will come. He will come and save you this year. Not next year. This year, this season. God will do it. But you just have to hold on to him. You just have to hold on to him. Another aspect of holding on to God is we need to run together. We need to run as a team. If you have seen that really, okay? Nestor started, then Michael, then Johan, and then Usain Bolt. Okay? They ran as a team. Nestor never left too bad. He, never, he was never too bad, and he was never too, too back. The second leg, Michael, he kept on his pace. He had a very good transition to Johan Blake. And Johan Blake gathered momentum, but he handed over to Hussein at the right time. They were running in sync. Are we together? In the story of Elisha and Elijah, they were going hand in hand together. In my, in my local language from Nigeria, they would say, My leg is your leg. Wherever I go, you're going. Am I? Am I? Am I? Okay? Wherever I'm going, you're going. My wife used to remind me that, say, yeah, wherever you're going, you're going. Kafana, kafanka. Okay? What does that mean? You have to run together. As a church, we have to run together. Some people might feel, be feeling damp, some people might have issues, but we need to hold each other's hands. We need to hand the baton to one another and move. Who have you encouraged to today as the air runs out? Have you called that brother and said, everything will be okay? Let's pray about this. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25 says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as in the manner of some, but exhortating one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. We have challenges. Who doesn't have a challenge here, please? Let me know, please, so you can bless me. Everybody has a challenge. And once a brother comes to you, you need to be able to say, let's hold hands 
and go together. You might not have anything to even help the person with, but your words of encouragement, your prayer is more than enough. Since the time Elisha threw away his bull and sacrificed his God, everywhere Elijah was, Elisha was there. That was a faithful apprentice. Leaders, I'm talking to you. Do you know what's happened to your flock? Do you know what's happened to your care cell members? Do you know what has happened to your ministry? You have to know. You have to drill down. Do you know what challenges they're going through? Then secularly, we have extended family. We need to pull one another together. Hallelujah. Number four, walk through open doors. You need to walk through open doors. I know I spoke about spiritual doors and the keys to doors earlier part of the year. Am I correct? But sometimes in December, God opens doors for us and we're afraid to go through. In my spirit, there says there's someone that God has opened a door, but fear is not allowing you to go through. But God is saying, before the year runs out, walk through it because I'm in this. I'm in this. He will hold you. He will sustain you. The worst thing that can happen to a human being is the door is open and you're looking at it. They had to walk through the Jordan to go to the other side, isn't it? Elisha and Elijah. They had to walk through. What has God said before you that fear is stopping from walking through? Number five. And I'll read Matthew 21, 28 to 31. What do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. Okay? He said, I will not, but he regretted it and went. Isn't it? Then he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said to him, the first. The one that said, I wouldn't go, but ended up going. So my fifth point here is seeing through your commitments. What have you promised to do as the year rounds up that you have not done? Are we together? What have you promised to do? Are you seeing through your commitments? What have you agreed with God to do that you have not done this year? The people in that story, they saw through the commitment. Elisha saw through his commitment. Elijah went through his commitment. Elijah knew the, Elijah knew the end date for him. And he saw through his commitments. Even though he did not reach his full potential, we know the story about Elijah. He started becoming fearful. And God asked him to go and anoint Elisha as his replacement. But yet, he saw through his commitments. We don't stop halfway. If we're committed to do something, we need to complete it. That's a sign of what? Integrity. That's a sign of one that has integrity. When you commit to do something, you complete it. 
we're getting that year of the time in your employers, you're doing your, uh, different people call it different things. Is it personal assessment, isn't it? Uh, KPS, eh? Appraisal, sorry. That was a common word, appraisal. Who has done his appraisal this year? Ah, nobody has done his appraisal. Ah, are you a shy or you didn't get uh, outstanding? I'm here to do mine. The MD said I'll do it on, on Sunday, but I've done that for my team. You do for your team and then you do for other people, isn't it? And part of that is what have you committed to do in January? And when December, what have you achieved? And when I was doing it for my team, of course they signed it in the beginning. So I just said, okay, one, did you achieve? Yes. Two, did you achieve? No. Why? They have to give a reason. But you have to see the community. But there was, but there was one sharp engineer. He's from, uh, actually, he's from, he's from Chennai. Okay? So I sat down with him, and I said, okay, this were your goals and targets. Achieved, 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 achieved. He was just ticking it off one by one. And then some other place, he said, I overachieved. I said, show me evidence. He said, I did X, Y, Z. And when he showed me everything, I had nothing but to give him outstanding. Praise the Lord. That should be our scorecards in Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That we have our standing, we have achieved God, we have agreed this, we have done this, we have done this, we have done this. That whatever God has entrusted to your hands has yielded something. Whatever God has entrusted in your ministry has yielded something. If you're a ministry leader, you look at your ministry. In January we started, in December how are we finishing? As a family, we started in January. How are we finishing December? Are we worse off? Are we better off? And the reason why is because we see through our commitments. Are we? Are we sure? We have committed to something. We need to see it through. You don't stop halfway and just say no. Children, don't go and write your exams and say, oh, I'll stop halfway. I'm not writing any more exams. They give you two hours, you cannot go and do ten minutes and then say, hey, I'm done. You have to finish those two hours and complete everything, isn't it? Am I correct? Commitment. Commitment is very, very important. I know we're going to enter 2004 and people will start putting lofty goals. But see through your commitment. That's number five. Number six, which is very important. Know that not everybody can or will go where you're going. Understand this. Know that not everybody can or will go where you're going. You'll be wondering why am I saying this. If you saw when they came to the river, am I correct? How many prophets were there? There were 50 prophets. When Elijah struck the river, none of those prophets crossed with them. Are you together? None of those prophets crossed with them. Either fear or one thing or the other, they didn't go. It was only Elisha that went with his master. Now, per chance, if one of them had crossed with Elisha, what do you think would have happened? They would have also gotten anointing. Are we together? But nobody stayed there. In your life, not everybody will go where you're going to. Not everybody will see what God has told you to do. Sometimes we refuse to do what God has asked us to do because of people around us. 
or people that have discouraged you. Are we together? Because of those 50 prophets, oh, Elijah is going, do you know your master is going? God did not speak to them. God spoke to Elisha. Elisha knew what he was doing. In this, your journey, not everybody will go with you. Or not everybody can even go with you. Because it's not their own race. Understand that. So as the year runs out, you need to weed out these certain issues that we're talking. Praise the Lord. So I've just mentioned six things as we're starting finishing strong. Revisit your past journeys. Limit your distractions. Hold on to God. Walk through open doors. Seeing through your commitments. And know that not everybody will go along with you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. At this point also, I was going to have another video. But the video is not showing. And this is another race also. Okay? Who are the two biggest rivals in 100 meters? 100 meters. Who are the two biggest rivals? Uh-huh. Brother Matthew got it. Ben Johnson and Carl Lewis. I was going to show you a race between Ben Johnson and Carl Lewis. One was short. One was lanky. Okay? Now, what was the characteristics of Ben Johnson? He had a nickname. What was his nickname? No, they had a nickname. Ben Johnson had a nickname. Am I the only one that watched races then? <laughs> Bullet Ben Johnson, isn't it? Ben the Bullet Ben Johnson, isn't it? Because his start was, was like a bullet. If he's starting, he's jumping off. Now, the reverse was something else with Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis gained momentum as he was running. Are we together? But because the distance Ben Johnson has given him, it's very difficult for Carl Lewis to catch him. So you have seen the race where Ben Johnson started early. He got an advantage on Carl Lewis. But Carl Lewis kept on catching up. But then it was too late. He had already crossed the finish line. Are we together? If you saw Hussein Bolt in the one, Hussein Bolt does not have such a fantastic start, but his finishing is okay. So what am I saying? You know, starting is also very important as finishing. Hallelujah. Starting is very, very important. And we're going to talk how to start strong in 2024. If the Lord does not come, we're going to enter 2024. And how are we going to start? How are we going to prepare ourselves to start strong in 2024. There was a story that happened, um, was it two weeks ago, in Nigeria. A plane left Lagos to go to Abuja. Abuja is the capital. Lagos is a, is a commercial center, isn't it? All right, Aisha. So let's say a plane started from Mumbai to go to Delhi. I'm trying to just get it to understand what it is. All right? And... What happened? They landed and the hostess was saying, oh, the plane has landed in Abuja. But instead they landed in Asaba. So instead of landing in Delhi, let's say they landed in Lucknow or somewhere else. Are you together? It happened. But then they went down south and then they had to go back north later on. And I was saying, how, how can this be? I was trying to unravel myself. How can this be? So I went online, I checked, and I had a similar story, 
from Los Angeles, a plane was going to London, but ended up in Brazil. What would have happened to the journey? What would have happened to the people? So I was, I was told that there are certain latitudes and longitudes that you put. If you get that wrong, the plane will start taking you off, off course, isn't it? And you end up somewhere. I've done it before, but that, thank God, it was with the car. I put the wrong sad nav. And sometimes I don't know whether you people follow sad navs religiously. I was coming from, I think, was it Love Brand UK? I was going to Birmingham Airport. And he kept on taking me towards the city. You know, airport would be going outside the city, isn't it? By the time I reached there, I was looking at the house. That was supposed to be my airport. From that time on, I never trusted any sad nav. I must use my own sense. The only thing that saved me from missing my flight was I started early. I practically rushed, dropped the rental car, and ran to my flight. So starting is also very important, guys. Let no one deceive you that starting is not important. Sometimes we want our kids to go to Ivy League schools, good schools, for them to have a start, a good start in life. Sometimes we used to have this issue. People in the UK, if you go to an Ivy League college, you go to Oxford, Cambridge, Imperial College, they had an advantage over you. They had an advantage over you because sometimes the recruiters, like the big companies like Shell and so, they'll come to those companies to pick their graduates. That's what they do. So they already had a head start than some of us. But now I'm not saying that God cannot overtake that. Don't get me wrong. God can do that. But starting is also very important in life. Hallelujah. And we're just going to look at that. And I'll use the voice of scripture just to encourage us on how to start 2024. If you don't mind, please open your Bibles to 1 Peter 1. 13 to 16. First Peter 1, 13 to 16. Because of time, I'm going to read it myself. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not confirm yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you are also to be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Praise the Lord. As we enter 2024, everything you need to start strong 24 is there to prepare you. One, it says, gird up the mind. Everything starts with we hear. Are you mentally prepared for 2024? Are you mentally prepared to go what you're going to? Elisha was mentally prepared to finish and to start. Are we together? If you see the people that are racing, they have to be mentally prepared. I was watching my games, uh, my son's volleyball game. And I think when they're playing volleyball, they, they spin the ball like this. They hit the ball, they spin the ball. Brother Naveen, am I correct? I know he plays volleyball. But what they're doing that time is to prepare yourself and get a hold of the ball and coordinate yourself for that serve. Am I correct? It's the same thing what the Bible is telling us here. 
We have to be mentally prepared for 2024. You can't just come on 31st and just say, okay, I'm just going to go to the year. What have you thought ahead for the year? Have you tied all loose ends to enter the next year? What is entangling you this year that you need to untangle and enter 2024? What weights do you need to get rid of to enter 2024? Who has thought of 2024 already? Praise the Lord. What has thought of next year? Thank you very much. God bless you. But you start thinking of that now. What do you want to achieve next year? What is God calling you to do next year? It's never too early. I was looking, we were doing the draft of the church uh, calendar. And I said, okay, this is the normal thing that we're doing in the church. I started thinking now, what will we do as a ministry? So we're even having a men's meeting core group. You know? So we started thinking against next year. What are the programs we want to see done next year within the men's group? We started thinking about that and we need to pencil that down from now and start praying towards it. Now, that's at the ministry level. At your own individual level, have you prepared your mind for 2024? Let's just not run life. We have to be intentional in living, please. Are we together? Next point, be sober. Here, it's not talking about us being drunk. And praise the Lord, I don't think anybody here is a drunkard, isn't it? To have clarity of mind. When you're sober, you know what you're thinking about. It means seriousness. Spiritual steadfastness. When you're sober, you're in that place. You and God, what are we doing? What are you hearing from Him spiritually? You need to balance your priorities. What is feasible? What is not feasible? All right? Number three, it says, rest your hope. First Corinthians 6.20 says, For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Rest your hope in Christ. Whatever we do, our hope is in Christ. 2024 is for you, God. I give myself to you. That should be your number one priority. Hallelujah. Seeking for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be added unto you, isn't it? Almost every other thing shall be added to you. If you seek God first, every other thing shall come and fall in place. That's 2024. Now I'm running out of time, but we'll continue. I still have just three more. Number four, acts of the impossible. 2024, please, I will, I will challenge you. Be an Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist, I want more. Ask for more. Ask for more of, of God. When Elisha was asking for a double portion, in those days, when they give inheritance, let's say a, a father has four children, they won't divide the inheritance into four parts. They will divide it into five parts. Okay? The firstborn gets two portions. Okay? So most Logically, Elisha wanted a double of that as a firstborn. But let me tell you something with God. You can never be too greedy in asking of God for things of God. If it's materialistic thing, yes. If it's a fresh anointing or anything, you want to ask for more. God will give you more. It's not greed. It's spiritual wisdom. 
So 2024, if God has given this level spiritually or success in ministries have asked for more. In our outreach, we had a lot of guests that came in more than other years, isn't it? Our more should be, we should double that in 2024. Did I hear amen that? Did I hear amen to that? What have you achieved this year? Ask for a double of that. There's nothing wrong in that. If you're asking for souls, it's nothing wrong. It's not greed. So whatever it is in Christ, make sure that you ask for what is double. That's why Elisha also was a very successful prophet. He didn't say the same thing he wanted. He wanted a double. Ask God a hard thing for him in the mighty name of Jesus this year and see what God will do. And see what God will do. Number five, reinforce your successes in 2024. What went well? What went well this year? What went well this year? Do you know what went well for you this year? Somebody just raise up your hand. Do you have anything that went well this year? Because of something you did, you need to reinforce it. The first thing Elisha did when he came out, when he got the mantle, what did he do? He saw the water and what? And he parted and he walked across. He saw Elijah do it. He reinforced it and did it. Am I correct? He didn't come to say, oh, what did I do? Oh, what should I, how will I go around it? How will I cross the water? He reinforced the victory that God gave Elijah. The power that Elijah did, he also did that. In our lives, 2024, God must have done something wonderful for us. So we need to reinforce it in 2024. If you're able to have had a closer walk with God, you need to reinforce that. And you saw things happening, isn't it? You need to do that. Reinforce your successes. Number six, which is the final point in starting strong 2024. Look forward. <laughs> look forward. Don't look back. Don't look at your mistakes. Look forward. When Elisha came out from the, from the river, what did the 50 prophets say? Maybe Elijah was carried on to a mountain. He didn't want them to go and look for Elijah. But he said that way, he said he was ashamed of them because he was afraid of their unbelief. He had already known where Elijah had gone. He told them to go and continue looking. And when three days later they came out, they didn't find Elijah. Whatever happened in 2023 is 2023. Whatever your mistakes you have made, you start afresh. We made mistakes, didn't we? We made mistakes, yeah? Did we make mistakes? Yes, yes we did. But we look forward. There's a parlance in Nigeria when something happens, it says we move. Is it? We move. And that's what I'm telling, telling you. In 2024, we move. We look forward. Until Christ comes, we're going to continue marching on. Hallelujah. In conclusion, in conclusion, I'll read Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, 
looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You will finish very strong. I said you will finish very strong. And you will start 2024 stronger in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. Praise the Lord. What a wonderful message. We have had this afternoon. God is good. And all the time, finishing and starting strong. As you finish this year, you commence next year very strongly in Jesus' name. But the question you need to ask yourself is as, how are you preparing to even finish? How are you preparing to finish? And how are you preparing your mind to stand, to start strong in the coming years? Don't forget, revisit your past journey. Limit the distraction. That is very, very important. And don't do it alone. Run as a team. When there's an open door, open opportunity, grab it. And take every advantages that may come your way. Commitment is very, very important. Make sure you committed yourself. And be sober. Be sober. And let your hope be on Christ. Whatever you are planning, how to end and how to stand, uh, to start strong. Let's look at the Philippians 3, verse 3. Uh, Philippians 3, 13 to 14. Quickly I read, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Verse 14. I press towards the goal. What is the goal you are pressing towards as you are finishing this year? And it's reached for that say for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Prepare, finishing and starting strong. Let us be on our feet. I want you to talk to God. Lord, you have brought me up to this time. Give me the enablement to finish well. The race of 2023 is not over. There are so many things you have in mind that you are still expecting God to do for you. It is not over until it is over. Begin to talk to God. Lord, help me to finish strong this year itself in the mighty name of Jesus. Continue to talk to God. Father, help me, Lord. As you revisit, as you examine whatever you have done in the past, commit the rest of the journey for this year unto the hand of God that, Lord, help me to finish this year strong and help me, Lord, to start next year stronger in the mighty name of Jesus. Double portion was what Elisha asked for. Ask God that, Lord, I want to start more stronger this coming year in the mighty name of Jesus. Help me, Lord. Remove every distraction that may come my way. Remove everything that may not allow me to persevere 
Lord, take them away from me. Help me to finish strongly this year in the mighty name of Jesus. And help me to strong, to start strong, stronger next year in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray, Almighty God, you have been our God right from the beginning of our life up to this time. Right from the beginning of this year, you have been very good to us. For the rest of the year, Father, help us, Lord, to finish stronger in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your spirit continue to lead us and guide us so that we will remove every distraction that may not allow us to reach that goal that you have for us this year. Father, take every distraction away in the mighty name of Jesus. The spirit of soberness, let it dwell in our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we step into the new year, Father, let your Holy Spirit fire us up and we commit that year, commence that year stronger in the mighty name of Jesus. And let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. And as this coming year progresses, Father, we pray, Almighty God, we shall continue to see your hand in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. Blessed be your holy name. And for your servant that you have used for us this day, Father, when you fire a gun, you reload it. Fire, Lord, he has fired this gun this afternoon. Reload him in the mighty name of Jesus. With more anointing, reload him in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless the source of the wisdom you have given unto him in Jesus' name. Bless him, bless the work of his hand, bless the work of sister and the children as well in the mighty name of Jesus. And as you say amen, God also will bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. The source of wisdom that God has given unto you shall never dry up in Jesus' name. As you have started this year with joy, you will end it with joy and happiness in the mighty name of Jesus. And when you enter into the new year, you will start stronger in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we go now, Father, go with us in Jesus' name. Let your presence be with us in the mighty name of Jesus. And when we come here next week, your name shall be glorified in Jesus' name. Thank you, everlasting Father. For the rest of the year, all our programs, Father, take charge and take control in Jesus' name. We have started this year strong. Lord, for the rest of our program, we shall finish stronger in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let us share the grace together in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you, and do have a wonderful week.